The Value of a Sabbatical, Part 2, on this week's ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. Thank you for joining us again for ReChurch. Appreciate so much GFA Mission sponsoring this podcast. It's a privilege to be the host of it. I also want to remind you of something else GFA is sponsoring, this virtual roundtable on missions where you can sit in and listen to veteran missionaries discuss different topics. We have one a month, and so you can go to gfamissions.org slash roundtables, plural. Or if you have any questions, my email address is mfant, mfant at gfamissions.org. So welcome back, Dale Cunningham, Pastor Dale Cunningham, Boone Creek Bible Church in Johnson City, Tennessee. Dale, welcome. Hey, thank you. I'm just rejoicing in the opportunity to share a thing I'm very passionate about, and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, now in our original dealings on this podcast, Dale was only going to show up if I played Tiger Rag. So we both love college <laughs> sports, and in fact, when I called him on the phone the day, I had it, I had it blasting. So uh, the good old sound that shakes the Southland was was coming through the computer, wasn't it, Dale? Hey, listen, all I want to say is, Orange, you glad we were able to get together today? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, mercy. We just lost all our listeners right there. That's it, man. Oh, right. my goodness. So this is part two of a podcast on sabbaticals, okay? So again, for our listeners who may not have heard part one, you pastor Boone's Creek Bible Church in Johnson City, right? Correct. Been here 20 years. Okay. And your wife's name's Denise, and, and she could not join us today. Yes. But, uh, she, like my wife, is such a valuable part of your ministry. We appreciate so much you and Denise. Well, um, thank you. You know as well as I do, we couldn't do what we do if it wasn't oh, for our wives. Oh, you are so right. And that's the beauty of, of ministry as a team. I don't see our pastors who put their wives in kind of the back seat. They're robbing their church of a blessing. So anyway, the topic was sabbatical. We covered the five, you came up with five values of the sabbatical. I'm just going to read them quickly. And when you're not comment, you can go back and listen to the podcast, but they value the eternal over the temporal. Number two on the sabbaticals, those that help you go there, they value the call of God upon their pastor. They value the testimony of their pastor, his wife, their marriage, and their home. They value the training, discipleship opportunities for their assistant pastor. And they value the use of spiritual gifts. So quick review, your pastor came to you and said, we're sending you away for 40 days. This was the first one, right? Yes. And you literally had chest pains because you didn't think the church could do without you. <laughs> exactly. So that was one of the main things you learned. Now, for the sake of our listeners, you've been through two sabbaticals. So the first one was 40 days. The second one was, what, 30, 31, something like that? 31, yes. 31 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talked about the why. So I want to talk about the how-to. So what in the world are you and your wife going to do? For 40 days or 31 days, do you go to your local church? Do you go to different churches? Do you stay out of town? Do you stay in town? A combination. Just help navigate. If somebody is thinking about a sabbatical, they'll help them navigate. Did you have a written plan? Did you have books you were going to read? Did you do it on the fly, maybe from the first to the second? So help them understand how to do this. Well, we just spent 40 days on the beach. Uh, correction, we yeah. went to the ocean. We don't go to the beach and uh, and uh, watch football. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So the first sabbatical, 
started December 24th, and the Deacon group had spent three or four months ahead of time in the latter part of 07, or 06 rather, Mm -hmm. uh, putting all this together. They had a chart, had every man who on the Deacon group, as well as the assistant pastor, their responsibilities, they even got up before the congregation and shared with them their plan, and then also asked that the congregation, if I remember right, I think they even split up the congregation into groups, I believe, and said, if you have problems, do not call the pastor. Call us. Wow. Okay. And so they split up all those responsibilities and things because even as I said in the first podcast, their desire was to get my hands off of ministry so the ministry could move forward. And they did that in a tremendous way. They also said, we will pay your whole salary. We will take care of where you want to stay. So Denise and I, as we prayed about this, the first thing we did is we went off to uh, Kentucky for Christmas with my in-laws, with her folk. And then when we came back, the first thing we did, we found out before we took our sabbatical, we found out about a place that Jim Benny had in the Cliff Glassy in upstate South Carolina. Right. The church said, go, stay as long as you want. We'll pay the rent for it. So we went there for nine days. The most important thing out of that, and I can argue about that, but I'll say I'll say it this way. One of the most important things out of that was a whole day that I was able to spend with Jim Benny mm-hmm. and the okay. counseling that I received from him. Okay. He helped me immensely. Good. Good. The other part of it was is that this whole sabbatical could be wrapped up in Psalm 84, because one of the things I did is I kept reading my daily reading, but the Lord really drove me to Psalm 84. And the Lord is a sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them to walk uprightly. So these nine days and you spending 40 and 31. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure everybody understands you did not go away like to write a dissertation. So there wasn't a writing project. You did not have work in front of you. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Because some men try to take a sabbatical to go finish some degree. Exactly. But that's not a sabbatical. That is not a sabbatical. That would be a leave of absence. Yeah, because a sabbatical comes right out. As we said earlier, that's the word sabbatical. It it means to cease, to rest. It's a biblical word from Sabbath. Yeah. And to stop the work, Genesis 2-2. Okay. So I did. I uh, wanted to throw that. I I loved it. Yes. (laughs) You're right ahead. All right. So uh, more of the how-tos. Go ahead. So we planned where we were going to go okay. before we left, okay. and the church had agreed to take care of that. So we went away to two locations. The one was this house for nine days in Cliff Glassy, right. upstate uh, uh, South, South Carolina. Carolina, brother, not New York. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Big, big difference. Big oh, difference. my goodness. Yes, sir. And then the second one is Fairhaven Ministries in Roan Mountain, Tennessee. Okay. And we were there for, I believe it was uh, almost two weeks. Okay. So far uh, as our listeners, Fairhaven. Fairhaven is still available for that? It is still available. Okay, I don't it think, sure is. I think uh, Brother Ben. No. Oh, yeah. That's not. No, there. it is not. Yeah. Okay. But I would highly recommend there are two places near me here. Okay. And I will just throw this out right now Fairhaven and oh. Elijah's Harbor, that were excellent places to go to get away. They could just Google both of those, right? And find them. That's correct. Okay. That is correct. 
All right, so did you go into this? You've mentioned a lot. I'm just trying to keep on track here. Did you go into this with any kind of schedule at all? Any books? I know you took a journal because you've already mentioned that. Yes. Let me reiterate, would not go into a sabbatical and not keep a journal. Okay. You You must. Did you do that daily or twice a day or just as you had time or as you took time? I mean, you did it every day. Every day. Okay. Sometimes would stop. Like, for instance, the Cliffs Glassy, there was this interesting a cliff out behind the house. And I would go out there and sit on that rock mm. and talk to the Lord. And cold, man, it was cold. I just go out mm-hmm. there and sit and read and write and cry and pray and just mm-hmm. have a time. So, yes, I wrote every day. And I tried to write as much detail because I didn't want to forget it. Amen. The Lord was speaking to me, and I did not want to forget what he was saying. So I kept a journal. As far as planning ahead of time, we did plan for these two locations, Mm -hmm. and the church provided for them. Now, what we did while we were there, that was kind of like on a daily basis, other than the fact we were there to rest, to read, to spend time together, Denise and myself. Our youngest daughter, Allison, was a teenager then. She was with us. So she pretty well, that was a blessing. We didn't have to take care of her. She was on her own and that kind of thing. But yet we included her reading. During that first sabbatical, I read Simple Church. Um, I read a book on pastors around General Stonewall Jackson. I read a study or or did a study on Jesus on leadership and then read Disciple Making Church. And in my 2016 sabbatical, I read The Vine Project mm-hmm. and Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. Yeah, good. So as we're talking about this, I just want to reemphasize, this was not recovery from an illness. No. This was rest, refreshment, all those other R words you used. Yes. Right? So we yes. can emphasize that, right? That is correct. Okay. Absolutely. So what else? Yes. What are the how-tos? Well, back to church, I, I remember going to, as I mentioned, the first podcast, a preacher's fellowship, and they wanted me to share about it. When I got done, one of the elder statesmen around here in this area. Now, you're he, in eastern Tennessee. I want to make sure. That uh, yeah, I'm in mean, okay. eastern Tennessee. Right. He raised his hand. And he said, well, I don't know how to spell it. I can't even say it, but I'm going to have my deacons give me one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. first of all, in the how, a pastor should never ask his men or the church to give him a sabbatical unless he is just absolutely almost on the verge of being down for the count. And even I think if he does that, he needs to be gracious and kind and to say, I need help. Right. And set up some parameters whereby he is going to get help. My help from Jim Benny was all about leadership Mm -hmm. because I was going about it the wrong way. That's another topic for another podcast. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, yes. So anyway, the church then, as I mentioned, those men put all this plan together. They communicated with the church so much so, it was interesting, that one of my families, they could not stand for us to be away. And the church had said, do not call him, do not visit. Well, one Sunday, we happened to be home that afternoon, and they showed up on our door. They said, we're sorry, we can't stand it. (laughs) But anyway, let me say this, that some of the house too is that in that what we did is that we also, therefore, stayed away from Boone's Creek Bible Church services 
both sabbaticals. All right. So not Sunday morning, not Sunday night, not Wednesday night, even though you weren't preaching, right? That is correct. I did not attend, didn't walk through the door, tried to stay away from the building as much as possible, just because, quite frankly, it's defeating the whole purpose. And really, it's kind of, and I'll say this kindly, it's kind of slapping the face of your leadership. It is. So what we did on both sabbaticals is we visited other churches. Mm. And we did not visit churches just in our, again, I'll use the word circles. Yeah, our strike. Exactly. I purposefully went to other types of ministries, even other denominations, because that in itself was a huge Mm -hmm. learning experience. Yeah, I'm with you. Positive and negative. And even we drove, I'll throw this in, we would plan, as I mentioned a while ago, about uh, maybe didn't have everyday plan, but we would sit down and say, all right, for the next three or four days, what do you see? What's going to be good here? Sure. All right, let's go, to, let's go to this church on Sunday morning, and we'll have enough time to get to So like one Sunday, we attended a very contemporary church mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. Right. I was 30 minutes away, went to the first service. I was 30 minutes away from this country church, mm. and we went there. And so we were able to attend, and, and then sometimes we would go on Sunday nights, and there again, we traveled sometimes two hours. But that was all a part of it, you know, sure. that drive, you know, yeah. going through the country and spending so time and so together. Forth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And again, the first sabbatical, Allison was with us, the second sabbatical, just just Denise and myself. Uh-huh. So it was a little more freedom, but not much more. All right. So let me ask you this. What were some unexpected blessings of the sabbatical? Now, I throw, just threw you a curveball. I don't know if I told you I was going to ask you that or not. Or so twofold, unexpected blessings and unexpected challenges, both sides of that. Some unexpected blessings was what we gained visiting other ministries. Uh, yeah. Can you think of one particular thing? In particular was being able to sit and not be, it's going to sound crazy, ministry-minded. Yeah, no, I know. Just being able to sit Mm -hmm. at Jesus' feet and be still. Mm -hmm. And an unexpected blessing was walking into those ministries and not being critical. There you go. If I walked in being critical, then I was going to walk out having learned, learned nothing. Yeah. And I do the same thing. So it's full disclosure here. We're on vacation and here's what I've, I've learned. I always can learn all churches do something well, mm-hmm. everyone you go in and mm-hmm. so, okay, what do they do? Well, how can I benefit from observing the way they greet, the way they preach, the way that whatever it may be. And we can benefit and get that critical spirit out and understand that God gives different gifts to different churches. So that's my sermon. I'll be quiet. All right. So we'll... <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> any, you're exactly right. Yeah, any any yeah. other unexpected blessings there, Brother Dale? Not realizing, obviously, at the beginning, hmm. how rested, refreshed, and recharged that I would be. Okay. And, and again, I want to reiterate something again, that both of these sabbaticals, the church came to me. I never ask for them. And even sitting here today through all of the COVID stuff we've gone through, I'm telling you, 
we as pastors, we are slap wore out in dealing with a lot of this. Yeah. Many blessings, but I'm telling you, this has been, this has been, it's been like catching a knuckleballer. And I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And sabbatical, that would be wonderful. Let's say a pastor feels like he needs a sabbatical. Okay. We talked about having him come talk to your deacons. I'm just want to circle back to this because you've said it more than once. So you think a pastor would be making a mistake to go and ask for a sabbatical? Initially, and I'm going to say 95%, yes. Okay. Because let me tell you what, if a pastor is really needing one, I'm serious, he just simply needs to pray about it. Okay. All right, so I want our pastors to listen then. Okay, go ahead. Because if you go and ask, now you're going to have to deal with a little bit of the guilt trip and it's far sweeter when the Lord does it mm. in his time, in his way, that you can go and say, the Lord did this. Amen. I didn't have a thing to do with it. And it gives you freedom to enjoy it because they came to you versus. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I, I got that. I can fully understand exactly. that. All right. Unexpected challenges. Unexpected challenges. Were there any? Yes. Did you ever feel guilty? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right, but excellent. eventually you get over it. All right. It's like I said, it took the first seven, eight, nine days to just rest. Finally, mm-hmm. to just take your foot off the accelerator. Then a few more days and to realize, wait a minute, this was a grace gift. There's no strings attached. Mm, okay. Enjoy the journey. God did it. Give him glory, give him praise, and then soak up every minute of being able to rest, to think, to refresh, to be with your wife, to go somewhere you wouldn't normally go. Yeah. You just get in the car, you know, get in the morning and go, wow, I don't have an agenda today. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And being able to just enjoy what the Lord has provided sure. without all these little strings on it, whatever. And so then the challenge, unexpected challenge was, especially on the first one, was then coming back into ministry and not just jumping back in like you were before. So what changes did you make? What did you do differently? In the first podcast, you said that you were a micromanager. You had to do it all. You thought you were the Savior and not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you let them continue to do the work. Oh, and all of a sudden multiplication takes place and a whole lot more. It sure does. Yes. And so you're, you're on your phone uh, saying, Hey, so-and-so this is happening, you know, whatever to where now, even in 2020, we're looking at deacons, not from, Oh, we got deacon election coming up. We were see who we can find a man that could join us here. No, they have different roles. And whatever roles we see are necessary in the church, we look for a man to fit that role. Okay. Instead of just a live, warm body to raise their hand or say no when they're again something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it has really paid dividends all the way to today. So that was a big challenge is coming back in to continue the things you've learned and been assured of, you know. Right. Amen. And uh, then also taking that day off. Do you have a set day off? Monday. Monday. Okay. So the church is aware of this. Yes, they okay. are. All right. Just want to, I mean, some guys do it differently. They just get off when they can. I didn't know. Okay. So would you advise a young pastor to go ahead and establish a set day off? You better believe it. Okay. I do too. Yep. Uh, yep. 
Yes, very much so. And so much so that to make that time as much as possible that he spends it with his wife, with his children. And because I'll tell you, one of the things that came out of both of these sabbaticals, and I want to say this with all of my heart, and if I had a loudspeaker, I I could, could shout this. We as pastors do not pray enough. Mm. It's one of the saddest things in my own life and in the lives of pastors, majority that I, I think majority from what I hear and what I and when I'm talking to guys is that we believe that we have just got to we've got to be on point all the time. We've got to be active and our greatest work is on our knees. And it takes us back to a statement that you retreat so you can advance. Right. If we just keep advancing, then we get to be the size of a pencil spiritually. Mm. And we don't have strength. We don't have the heart of God. We don't have the mind of Christ. And we're not walking in the spirit. And so uh, we get what man gets instead of what God can do. Amen. And I just believe that was one of those things coming out of the first sabbatical is that uh, Psalm 84, that the Lord is a sun and shield. He will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright and blessed is the man that trust in him. See, I was just going to say one more little thing, too, sure. is that I know we're talking about challenges, but in my second sabbatical, I found in a Bible bookstore a five dollar ESV Bible. Mm-hmm. And used that and wrote in it for for those 31 days Mm. as well, along with my journal, the things that God was teaching me. Mm. And that's a special Bible to me. Amen. So that's another little thing that they can do. But uh, that unexpected challenge was was continuing to have a heart in prayer, a time to take the day off and to continue on in the things we'd learned, not jumping right back into ministry. So I think this is an understatement I'm about to ask you, but your ministry is totally different after the sabbaticals than they were going in. Absolutely. I mean, totally different, radically different. Very much so. Okay. Rested, a refreshment, and and almost like it's revival, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so again, give out your email address because I know a lot of people want to be talking to you. It is, uh, again, I pastor Boone's Creek Bible Church. So my email is bcbcpastor.com at comcast.net bcbc pastor at comcast.net dale cunningham has been our guest for this podcast if you didn't catch i I challenge you to go back and listen to the first podcast on sabbaticals and he defines it and the values of it and so this one was been on the how-to's and again my name is marshall fant you can email me at mfant m-f-a-n-t at gfamissions.org and anything we can do to assist you in church leadership or uh, on sabbaticals or anything on this topic. Again, this topic was called in by a listener. And so if you have a topic you would like for us to cover, would love to hear from it. We want to be practical, want to be helpful. And again, Dale, this has been a tremendous blessing. So thank you. Again, I'm sorry Denise could not be with us, but we can do another podcast with her. I'd love to do a podcast on talking about well, you know, the ministry as a team, pastor and his wife. Because y'all do a great job of emulating that. So thank you so much. Well, Marsh, thank you for allowing me to share something yeah. that is passionate in my heart and that I can thank this man and Boone's Creek Bible Church for. And just yeah. one final thought. God wants all of us as pastors to finish well, but you won't if you don't learn how to rest. Wow. Say that again. God wants all of us to finish well. Right. 
but we won't if we don't learn how to rest. All right, so I'm going to let you rest right now. I've had you talking a long time. (laughs) Pastor Cunningham, thank you. We love you and appreciate your ministry very much. Love you too, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.